I say think of it like this, that like oil on a tempestuous or rough sea, if you don't know what that meant, um, you will manage to rise. Um, rise above and maintain that is every time. Just like my Angelou once said, you know, I rise. And so because you're an individual that possesses greatness, of course, is a junior at Dreyfus, um, you know, you are worthy of rising to the occasion, but only you can choose whether or not you're going to rise and whether or not you will maintain. Um, and that was something that I came to realize in my junior year. So hopefully it helps you. Hey besties, welcome back to the public-private story, the place where I share my inner thoughts and feelings with the people who care enough to listen. The first quarter is officially over. I don't know if you're in high school, but I'm in high school and I'm a senior. So I've been through most of my high school career so far. I have about three quarters left and this is the beginning of the end. And I'm half grateful, half disappointed because I kind of don't want high school to end, but at the same time, it was a doozy. It was a stressful little period of time. And now it's over, fresh beginnings, a little bit of stress lifted off my shoulders, and I'm still focused, I'm still in the zone, you know. And because I have this experience, this expertise as a first quarter senior, I know what it's like to be a junior, sophomore, and freshman. Although my freshman year was a bit skewed and not necessarily accurate since I had that whole COVID thing going on for me. But now, I thought, to my juniors out there, my class of 2025, I care for you. So this is an episode about how to do junior year the right way from a senior who made so many, so many mistakes. Even if you're not a current junior, these kinds of things that I'm going to be talking about are good to keep in mind for your future. If you're a freshman or a sophomore to keep in mind as you're in those grades trying to grow up into the next ones, just keeping these in mind for the future because... Soon you'll be at that stage too, and it's good to have this information before you're in, you know, the midst of it. Speaking of in the midst of it, so you guys get a good grasp of what I've experienced, I'm in the midst of and almost done with all of my college things, like the whole process, which I'm very proud of, but just keep in mind that I'm going to be talking about things from keeping your grades up to prepping for college that has to be done like during your junior year, so you're ready when it comes to be kind of in the midst of it for your senior year keep this in mind this is just my experience and i'm going off of what i wish i knew so everybody is different and it really depends but before i start i'd like for you to hear a recap of junior year from one of my favorite friends mariana okay so if i had to speak about my junior experience i would say it was just as bad as everybody told me it would be so like I don't know why I was surprised and I guess for me it was just really stressful like a lot of honestly if the only thing I was worrying about were my classes I would have been fine like it would have been a breezy year but I think the combination of all of my classes together with extracurriculars and then just like the added responsibility of like having to start thinking about college and like SATs and stuff like that like not that I even studied for the SAT that much but like you know it was stressful because you kind of felt like everybody around you was moving faster than you were and you were just kind of stuck behind so I think that's what really made this year terrible um but yeah it was also I learned a lot I grew a lot it was very formative so I can't be too mad about it honestly 
I definitely agree with what Mariana said because the biggest problem with junior year is the fact that it's not like every other year because every other year you just have to worry about your schoolwork and being sane and happy, those kind of things. But junior year brings like a heavier level of intensity because you have to worry about SAT, college, where you want to go for college. But there's just so many things that are pressing onto you as you're maintaining your normal schoolwork or normal school day festivities, whatever. But it just brings a higher level of wildness that you don't know what's going to happen. And it's like there's this sense of responsibility waiting out there for you because you know these are your last years in high school. It's the beginning of the end. The end is coming. The end is near. And there's just so much that you have to do before that end. And I feel like that whole stress factor is way more intense than anything that we're used to so once junior year hits and that keeps coming it's like whoa I didn't I didn't know it was going to be like this like I feel like when you think of the idea of junior year and the idea of having to do these things it's fine but having to do it all at once is is wild that's what I'm thinking about for senior year because in my summer I was like I can get this stuff done ahead of time so I won't be stressing too bad and you know November, October, whatever. I'm doing pretty good. I'm pretty ahead, I'd say, compared to what I've heard from some people. But at the same time, it's like the idea of it was, oh, it's going to be fine. I just have to do it. But the whole preparatory aspect is what's really the stressful part. And it can kind of be overwhelming. It is overwhelming. And we all recognize that. But I feel like one song that really encapsulated the junior year idea the junior year vibe at least for me was this is me trying by taylor swift because like mariana said you find yourself comparing yourself to other peers in your grade and because everybody's going through the same thing you may feel like you're falling behind or you're not doing enough but trust me nobody's doing enough everybody feels the same way as you do and nobody's really on top of their game even though they may seem like it but i feel like one good thing about it is that you can kind of unite yourself with your entire graduating class because everybody's stressed out about the same things and going through the same things at the same time so it kind of brings everybody together through the struggles which is which is a nice thing but you also have to think about in general I feel like one part of junior year or school in general that may be overlooked like you think about the academics but what about the mental what about the social I have a guest here named Melody who also has her own podcast who was a junior in high school a few years ago and she wanted to share her thoughts about the social aspect of junior year. My advice would probably be for a junior to spend some time thinking about what you think your support system is and who the people in your support system are. And then once you do that, make sure to lean on those people. It can be a very difficult year for a lot of people. It's their most intense. So it's really important to find people who provide you some sort of comfort or who are maybe a place for you to go for advice. Like these are all very important things. And just having people that you can talk to is really important. And being willing to reach out is also really important. So yeah, find those people that are supportive of you and hang on to them because it's really important during your junior year to have those individuals in your life. I definitely agree with Melody. For me, junior year was a great time to reflect on who I could depend on and who I couldn't depend on. And it's a period of strong and deep growth and development. So you go into it being a different person than you will be when you come out of it. So people change throughout the school year. The people you surround yourself with may change and what you tolerate and what you don't tolerate may change. So 
just be aware of that as you go through the year. Like, make sure to have people who will be there to support you and then who you can support. And one thing that I like to do was look to the people who were ones in the position that I am in now. Like, the seniors last year, I talked to them about their junior year experiences. And then the seniors from before that, when I was a sophomore, I talked to them about their junior year experiences to help myself prepare better because... It's always good to have friends who are at the same stage of life as you are, but also people who are older than you and more wise who have experienced what you're experiencing now. And then also have people who are younger than you that you can give guidance and advice to. And that's what I'm doing to the class, the junior class right now. So now let's get into the nitty gritty of being a junior who is successful in their endeavors. Now this may look different to every other person because it honestly depends on who you are, what you've experienced, what goals you want to accomplish. However, I'm going to give some general tips and tricks that I think that may help everybody or that would have been helpful for me at least and think about how it can apply to your situation because maybe it's helpful, maybe it's not, maybe it's helpful to somebody else. As juniors are working hard toward preparing for college, SAT, and of course balancing their coursework and having fun, obviously they're going to want to keep their grades up. So I wanted to give a couple of my key study methods that I like to implement so I could be successful. One thing, I know a lot of juniors out there, they're taking APs. Last year I only had four, but I know some people have way more than that. But one thing I like to keep in mind was, since there are semester exams and then of course the AP exam at the end of the year, I like to do this weekly review so I would compile my notes and make Quizlets of them. Quizlet is really helpful too, by the way. This is not sponsored, but I use it. I have always used it. They've added some new restrictions that you have to pay for some things, but it's still usable if you know how to get around that. But I use to take my notes. I take my notes that I've taken from all my classes throughout the week. I review them. I make study uh, resources, whether that's using Quizlet or other methods. And then I would just review them every week. And I would review what I've learned throughout the week every week. So then by the time the semester exam comes up, I have it fresh in my mind. Or at least fresher than I would have if I had just forgotten about it. And then once the AP exam comes, I can just review those study materials and then review my notes as well. And it's a whole it's a whole process for reviewing for APs. It's definitely intensive as well. So maybe I'll do an episode about that. But for now, let's focus on studying in the moment and keeping your grades up. Because tests are a big part of grades. Usually they have a higher percentage than other assignments sometimes, depending on the teacher, depending on the class. But I know that for me, tests are important. So I like to learn in the first place, so I actually want to make sure I'm retaining the information so I can use it in my everyday life and then, of course, use it on the test as well. But I feel like weekly reviewing is really helpful for memorizing content and then actually making sure you're learning it. And also, part of learning, I know some people don't like school for learning. Some people just like school for the social aspect or just to get the degree and move on, whatever. But me personally, I've always loved learning. It's been a big part of my life for more than half of it, for all of it, basically. So I like to make sure I'm actually understanding what's going on and I have trouble with asking for help. So I know what it's like, but I'm saying to you juniors, if you have the resources, use them, use either your peers, use your teachers. It's really good to get a good relationship with your teachers and make sure you're engaged and that they understand that you're trying to be engaged so you can perform better in the class and then just build a good relationship with them. Because, you know, another part of junior year, those are the people who write your letters of rec. I'm going to talk about letters of rec later, of course. However, 
just make sure that if you have a teacher who does office hours or a teacher who reads their emails or talk to them after class, whatever, just say, hey, I don't understand this. Please explain it to me because they probably will. I'm sure they will because they're teaching the class for a reason. And then also one good thing to keep in mind is having people who have taken the class before. Like if you're friends with people who have taken them already, ask them for advice if they remember anything whatever, use all of the resources that are presented to you. I know some people have more than others, which is kind of sad, but whatever you have, use it because it'll probably help. I feel like I've talked about my obsession with organization beforehand in the podcast. However, I'm revisiting it for this episode. I feel like in order to be a successful student, especially during junior year, being organized is key so you could keep like track of all of your deadlines and all the work you have to do and just understand everything that's going on because it can feel very overwhelming and jumbled. So I understand that because I experienced it. But one thing people tend to forget about is like there are apps for this kind of thing. Like I know some teachers use Google Classroom and I use my notes app like religiously for organizational purposes. Google Docs, the Google Drive in general, my Google Drive is decked out in organization. Like, oh my gosh, I love it. I love the way I organize it. And also I use a couple apps. I use eGenda and My Study Life. Both of them have where you could add your test assignments, deadlines, things that are coming up, and it gives you reminders for them. And I just use it to track all of my work. So I really think that it's helpful to organize myself like that. Like I said, adjust yourself to whatever works for you. To each his own is a real thing. So it really depends on what you're looking for, what you're trying to accomplish, and how you perceive information, what works for you, your learning style, things like that. But all of these apps, my notes, whatever, everything I have helps me. And one of my teachers once recommended getting like a whiteboard calendar so you could visualize everything. And ever since I did that, I felt more calm with myself because I can see everything visually. Because on the on tech on technology, it's not necessarily like it's there visually, but not laid out right in front of you. I'd say at least the way I do it. I also use my calendar, but that I don't like my app calendar. But I don't like that as much. Like the visual one is better. So maybe invest in that if that's something you're into. Now it's time for the nittiest gritty, the college prep. So as a senior, I know what it's like to apply to college now. And I'm discovering there are so many things that I wish they would have told us way before. Whether you're a freshman, sophomore, junior listening, keep this in mind because you're going to want to start it now. So these are some things that I wish I knew back then before I was actually in the college admissions process, like in the midst of it. So hopefully this helps you guys. And I've been telling my junior friends some of these already, and I feel like I'm stressing them out. And I feel sorry for stressing them out. But trust me, you'd rather do it now than when you're like me and some of it's not done or you're confused or whatever. So one, demonstrated interest. It's a way that you show colleges you're interested in them. This may be a bit difficult now because you don't know exactly what colleges you're going to apply to. Maybe you don't even know what you want to do, what programs you want to go into. Like everybody's on a different part of their journey. But... It's good to start doing that research now. And what you want to do is look at what factors you're going to take into account, whether it's tuition, programs, majors offered, study abroad opportunities, research opportunities, what faculty do they have, literally whatever it is, research it, see what is important to you, find out what's important to you about your college life and what you want from it, and then find colleges that line up with that. And what you're going to want to do is get on their mailing list to show that interest. Because some colleges, they keep track of everything that you're, they keep track of everything. Every time you participate in one of their visits, their online 
info sessions, whatever, they pay attention to those kinds of things and they put it into your file. Some of them, not all of them, not all of the colleges do this and keep it into account when doing your, like, seeing if you're going to get accepted. But some of them do, so it's always good to, like, show that. And plus, you'll have those connections that may show better when you actually apply to that school. And you don't even have to do research on or get on the mailing list of a school that you know for sure you're going to apply to. Just be on there just in case, because it's better to get on there early and be like later on, hey, I don't really want to apply to this school, I'm going to unsubscribe, then get on it late, and they say, oh, they're not interested at all. If that makes sense. But one thing you're going to want to do with this demonstrated interest, at least with the mailing list and virtually and all that, you're going to want to make a college-only email. For me, it's just my first and last name, so I can keep all of my college stuff in that place. I made my Common App account with that college email. I subscribe to all of my colleges with that college email. I keep track of everything on that college email in that drive, like all my application resources. It's all there. So... Please do it because it's going to be difficult when you're getting spammed with all of these colleges emailing you, especially during application season, and it's in your personal email mixed with other things. Like, it's just so much better to get it separate because I thought I would be able to keep it on my personal email. That was not the case. It's really good to separate your emails like that. And I know this is a lot of information, so I apologize if it's overwhelming, but I'm telling you, it makes a difference. It's stuff that I wish I knew way before. And feel free to listen back to this later on in the year and be like, okay, now I can... And now I can start doing those. But some of these, it's good to know early on. So I just want to make sure my listeners are aware of what they can do. Within that demonstrated interest, you could be attending this college's virtual info sessions, in-person info sessions. If there's a college tour or a visit to your school or wherever, you could be going to those and scanning those things. Anytime that there's a college there, that they have a QR code, hey, join our mailing list. I don't care if you're already on the mailing list. Join it again because you know where that's going? In your file for demonstrated interest. It's going to go there. And they'll see that you've been interested because you're going to all of these visits. Or talk to them, introduce them, introduce yourself to them and say your name. But I'm sure they're not going to remember unless you go to them a bunch of different times and you reference it each time. Like say you go to an out-of-school college fair and you're like, hey, Harvard, I'm so-and-so. I have this question. Then you revisit, you see the same person. Oh, this is the same person I saw from Harvard at this other place. Hey, I talked to you at this other place. Like, build that connection. Email the college admissions counselors. Like, do not be afraid. This is your process. Take control of it, and you'll be successful. In terms of the whole researching thing and deciding where you want to go, look at colleges that you may be interested in or look at programs of other colleges that you may be interested in and see if they offer summer programs for those. I know most summer programs you have to pay for. Some of them you could get scholarships for, but all of the ones that I did, I didn't pay anything because one of them, that simply was just a fully paid for program. So I had nothing to do with that. The other one, they offered me a scholarship to do it. And then the other one, my school gave me a scholarship to do it. Not everybody has availability to that. And I understand that. But if you're able to get to a summer program where you don't have to pay anything, try it. Like research the ones that you can go to or do that you don't have to pay anything for. Or if there's one that is affordable, try to pursue that. And do the ones in programs that you're interested in or in a place that you feel like you'll really, really learn. I know those applications start up around November, December-ish, depending on the program, but it's always good to look so you're aware of the deadlines, especially since some of them require letters of recommendation. So you could scope out your current teachers, see which ones would be willing, and you could always use that later on for senior year when you have to ask 
for more letters of rec. But look at the summer programs and see if there's any of them that interest you that you may want to pursue and apply because you never know what will happen. Like I was saying, for letters of rec, your junior year teachers are typically the people you're going to ask for it. I know some people ask people they've had earlier, which is fine. It really honestly just depends on who knows you the best. And you want to be participating in these classes because I know some schools require two, some require one, some require none, but it really depends. You definitely want to have at least two good teachers that would write a positive letter of recommendation for you. So you really want to be engaged in the class, participating. And not only does participating make you look like a good student, it'll actually force you to be a good student and learn something. I don't understand why people like to breeze through school like it's not meaningful when it literally can be if they just put in the effort, you know? Focus in class and understand what's going on so you can learn something. Learning is not just important for letters of rec and getting into college. Learning is important for a life. Like, if you're taking these courses, you better at least try in them. I understand some people may have, like, trouble with motivation, and that's different. It really depends on your situation, obviously, but I feel like learning is important, at least to me. And I wanted to be engaged in school anyways. One other thing, for most schools, your, your school counselor has to write a letter of rec for you as well. And some school counselors won't know you. Some people go to schools where they have like thousands of kids and the school counselor is assigned to thousands of kids and you don't really stick out. So you really want to be building that relationship with your counselor, making sure that they understand like your values, what you want to do so they can put that in your letter, build that connection, make sure you're visiting them if you have questions so they actually know who you are if they don't know you. Like it's not going to be good. It's not going to be distinct. So build that relationship. Another thing looming over the heads of juniors that I'm sure they're aware of is the SAT. I would say I really regret not studying for it as much as I could. I took the SAT a few times, one of which was paid for by my school in school, and that one I didn't really care about. And I scored okay on it, but I didn't study, so it was kind of like a waste of SAT taking. But I feel like if I prepped more and focused on it, I would have done better and I could have not kept taking it. I didn't take it too many times. I feel like I took it the average amount, like two to three times is what people usually do, maybe in four. But practice tests, Khan Academy practice problems, they go a long way. You can do it little by little so you're actually retaining the information and it's not too much of an overload. I know some people like to do an hour a day a few times a week but if you're a junior and it's not really like dire need of SAT scores and it's not coming up soon you could probably do a little less a little bit more really just depends on what you have time for and what you can do just remember a little is okay like I know some people will beat themselves up for oh I only got to study 30 minutes today like no if you do a little bit by a little bit it's still fine you're still making progress you're still being productive do not beat yourself up because Time is limited. It's really hard to do that kind of thing sometimes, so I understand that. Studying goes a long way, and it will help you, like, get your score up. Like, once I actually started studying, my score went up, which I was grateful for. Another thing about junior year was that there is a lot of pressure to stay busy and always be doing something, but there's not necessarily enough time to match up with that, which is kind of disappointing. So people are always, like, get, in, get involved in as much extracurriculars as possible, build clubs, Start a nonprofit, things like that, but not everybody has the time or the resources to do that. So I understand. But it is good to show a little bit of an initiative if you are passionate about something 
and you want to start up a passion project or you want to start a club at your school but i really have never believed in the idea of starting a new club just to start a new club like without having any passion or just to make it look good for college i feel like it's good to do that if there's something that you really want to accomplish and it's something you enjoy doing and then yeah put it on your resume if it's something that you've done a lot of involvement in put it on your college applications but i feel like forcing yourself to do something just for college is so pointless resume builders and those are one of my least favorite people i'd say one thing about junior year that people often forget about is learning about yourself take it as a learning experience obviously you're in school you're learning in class hopefully but there's also this is a time for you to grow and develop and you have to learn about yourself what you like what you don't like what works for you what doesn't work for you these are your formative years, you're going to be moving into college soon, and you really have to figure out what is important to you, what's not important to you, and how you've grown and developed and what you want for this next stage of your life. That goes into what I was saying about researching what different factors you want in your perfect college and how to get that. Like, you have to be really self-reflecting throughout this time of your life so you can make the most of it and know what you want for your future. And I know that seems very general or it may feel overwhelming. It really just depends on who you are as a person, but that's the point. Focus on yourself. Learn from yourself. And this entire year, I really want you to use this time for you. Because, yeah, you have to worry about the future, Part of worrying about the future is knowing what you want in that future. And you can't know what you want with that future without looking at yourself and finding that answer. So please keep that in mind. I really like this. Even if you're not a junior, I feel like these things could apply to you as a freshman, sophomore, whatever. And if you want freshman and sophomore specific episodes, I could definitely do that. Or if you want a specific junior topic, I could do that. If you want to contact me, feel free to email thepublicprivatestory at gmail.com or DM thepublicprivatestory on Instagram. Thank you for listening.